0: You're listening to the Blow the Yellow Live podcast from Spotify.
1: Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Emily, hopefully this podcast won't have so much crazy stuff happen as your actual day did today. Um, Hopefully you didn't forget your your recording snack because, you know, food's very important. Um, I I actually don't have one with me, but I do have my water, so I shouldn't need to uh, take a random break and stare into the camera while I I drink some water today. Just like a lot has happened in your real-life day today, a lot happened in the NASCAR race yesterday. Perfect segue. I'm sure you planned that all out uh, just for this opening line of this podcast. Um, A lot happened in this race yesterday. It was a very good race until about 25 laps to go, and then it devolved into absolute madness and chaos, which isn't always a bad thing unless there's too much madness and chaos, and then there's just too much madness and chaos. Um... I said yesterday, or last night rather, on the post-race showed that rather than comers and goers in this race, there were guys getting thrown down the stairs and just flying up the escalator, because that's really what it felt like. There was a lot of guys that finished around where they ran all day. There was also some guys that were 20th with 5 to go that ended up in the top 5, or vice versa. They were in the top 5, top 10 with 5 laps to go and ended up in the 20s or 30s, because turn one was basically a war zone um mm-hmm. so what, what are your overall thoughts on this race and all the overtimes um and just how, how it all transpired in the the final moments
0: yeah so as a whole i don't really love road tracks um they're just not my favorite. give me an oval i like an oval <laughs> i like super speedway honestly
1: well of course um
0: that just a classic NASCAR fan right there. Um, but it, it, the action at the end gave me enough to be like, okay, okay, I could do this. <laughs> um, I like it, I like it when people crash. What can I say? <laughs> no, I don't want them to get hurt, but like, can I, yeah. you know, add some excitement? Like, yeah. that's fun. Um, so you know, I thought it was an overall pretty interesting. Race, um, you know, not a lot of excitement as far as like leaders, though. lot of excitement as long as people getting out of the race yeah um even though it was not the people i would have chosen to have that scenario so that's kind of a bummer but overall it's kind of my thoughts
1: there yeah i i mean i I thought the racing i i i'm with you i I like some crashing now i don't like too much chaos i thought yesterday might have run over my my chaos meter like, to where it's too there much. There that points I was
0: ready for it to end. Yeah, the, yeah
1: that's, the, that's where I for was, sure. too. And I, I like that you brought that up, because that's what I've seen from a lot of people. It's like, one green-white checkered. I'm fine with that. Two and three, like we got, is kind of like, okay, this is becoming more random, more randomized. You know, guys aren't getting the finishes they deserve. Daniel Suarez, who ran in the top ten all day, ended up 27th. We'll talk about him a little bit later, because he, he had a lot to, maybe not... Well, he did have a lot to say after the race, and he also had a lot to uh, to meet with the front bumper of his race car, but um, he was one guy who, you know, he got thrown down the stairs. Um, Kyle Busch was the guy that got flown up the escalator. He used some strategy to end up second, um, but really nobody had anything. For Tyler Reddick, who was the driver of the day yesterday, pretty easily i mean he waxed the field as much as you can wax the field when you got to go through when he basically you got to win that race like five times because three green white checkers he had a really he had two like great battles for the lead he was even on different strategy and he still won that car was on rails and, and he himself was on rails um fourth creator win for tyler reddick and his third actually on a road course so he is uh Uh, You know, it's not just Chase Elliott being out because we saw him win two road courses last year, but he's turning into like a top two or three road course driver in the sport. Um, Which I think, uh, you know, these NASCAR guys—they're still not all experts at it. Uh, You know, it's—it hasn't been that long ago that we only had two of them on the schedule, but these guys are getting gradually um, better at these. Let's take a look at the results and uh, see who did finish. Well, where they finished. Um, Stage 1 was taken by... Did Reddick win Stage 1? No, Byron won Stage 1. Reddick won Stage 2. Reddick, though, does get the win. Kyle Busch in 2nd, off of some strategy. Alex Bowman, love to see it, in 3rd. Ross Chastain was one of the guys that flew up the escalator. He went from... Well, first he got thrown down the stairs, then he went up the escalator. Uh, Should have a few bruises on him, metaphorically speaking. Um, But gets involved in a wreck after running in the top 5, and... Ends up in 4th. I have no clue how. William Byron in 5th. He and Reddick were clearly the two dominant cars on the day. Cindric 6th. Then 7th. Busher 8th. Ty Gibbs career best in ninth. Todd Gill in 10th. Corey LaJoy. Let's go, Emily. Corey Hydrain is still going. He's still in the postseason. Uh, I think he's like the last guy in, but it's, it's better than being out. So proud of you, Corey. Keeping the underdog mentality. Michael McDowell in 12th. Kevin Harvick 13th. Kyle Larson in 14th. Uh, Chase Briscoe in fifteenth. What do you what did you think about Denny's day? Denny had a rough go of it. He he got involved or he got he spun in some of that dirt that was over the track in turns eight and nine. He had a rough go of it yesterday.
0: Yeah, Uh, it it was rough. I felt like every time I was seeing him. First of all, I don't I did not love his uh, car scheme oh you didn't you didn't um, not, like the interstate
1: battery scheme no
0: i didn't love it i didn't love it i like his classic colors you know yeah like weird vibes there <laughs> so you know if i'm gonna judge something it's definitely gonna be the paint of course. but um you know he just kind of like a lot of races this mm-hmm. season for him it just it's not going well Nope. it's, it's there were, you know, a few moments of hope in there, yep. <laughs> but as a whole,
1: not his, not his race. No, it wasn't. He, uh, he was interviewed before the race by Michael Waltrip, and, and Michael goes, Hey, Denny, you think you got a chance to win today? And he says... No, I really don't think so. We'll see what happens. He he didn't seem too confident in uh, in his race car yesterday. Um, yeah. Martin Truex uh, got thrown down the stairs late in this race. He was fifth, and then he got spun, ends up 17th. Jensen Button, the best of the road course ringers, best of the F1 guys in 18th. Justin Haley, 19th. Noah Gregson in 20th. Ryan Blaney had a really rough day in 21st. Harrison Burton, 22nd. Eric Jones, 23rd. Jordan Taylor, 24th. Cody Ware, 25th. Josh Balicki, 26th. Suarez, 27th. We'll be hearing plenty about him later in the show. Joey Logano, 28th. Kimi Reikkonen, 29th. Eric Amarola. He was a guy that just kind of stayed in this his same spot all day, which isn't good when you start in the 30s and you finish 30th that, I mean, his car had no speed. He had a rough weekend. Christopher Bell, 31st. Ryan Priest, 32nd. He uh, he tweeted out after the race, and we'll talk about this later, that uh, he just he simply tweeted, what a bunch of hacks." So he was not very happy with the, the quality of the racing at the end of that thing. Austin Dillon, 33rd. A.J. Allmendinger, my pick, 34th. So, Emily, you did have one up on me this weekend. I um, did.
0: I did. Your guy, not so, not so great this
1: week. No. He did win the Xfinity race, though, which I picked him to do. So I was two for two in my weekend picks, and I I was hoping to be three for three, but then uh, the cup race had other plans. Brad Keselowski, 35th. He was involved in four separate incidents. He was spun three times, and then his car decided that it was too dizzy and simply stopped on the track. Connor Daly, uh, 36th. Bubba Wallace, 37th, had a brake line break, which that's a weird thing. He had a brake line break. Uh, Jimmy Johnson and Ty Dillon did not complete a lap in this race, so... Ty Dillon. It's really, quite the bummer for them. It really was, and Ty Dillon. I mean, I, I'm kind of done giving sympathy and, and chances to, die to Ty Dillon. He's had chances. He just hasn't done much with them. But uh, Jimmy Johnson, unfortunate for him. I mean, he really wanted to race in this race. Uh, next time we'll see him was in just NASCAR. Sad he didn't
0: even get to try. Yeah,
1: he was happy to just be there. Next time we'll see him as the Coke 600. But. Um, I saw a meme that uh, Nascar Chasm, who is Nascar's like, resident funny man, um, you should go check out his stuff all over NASCAR.com. It's it's great, but but uh, it was he does he does fake text after each Cup Series race uh, to the winner, and Tyler Reddick was uh, texting Jimmy. He said, "Rough day out there for you," and Jimmy goes, "Yeah, but my stat line looks a little better now. Before today, I had never completed a lap at Coda, and after today, I've completed half a lap at Coda, so it's looking a little bit better." Um, obviously, not the result that Jimmy fans wanted, but. Oh, well. We're going to take our first commercial break here. We will come back. We will talk about the point standings and what's next on the itinerary point standings. Daniel Suarez, Bubba Wallace, Ryan Priest, they all had pretty choice words, uh, each regarding kind of separate things Sunday afternoon, uh, but we will talk about what they said.
0: McDonald's. Get you some chicken nuggets.
1: Emily, I love that we actually have commercials for these now, even if they're like three or four seconds and recorded by you. They're still, I mean, they're funnier than a lot more commercials. I don't know if they're going to become the totally. worldwide sensation. They should be
0: like Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yeah, Super
1: Bowl, Bowl. commercial. Come on. I mean, it, it's only four seconds, but I'd gladly pay $100 million to see that on, on Super Bowl television. I don't know if it's become, it's going to become as much of a meme as the, the Whopper, Whopper, Whopper commercials that Burger King has, but... BK, if you want some ads, I mean, Emily, I'm sure could hook you up with some some chicken nug ads. So, uh, give her a call. Right. Uh, her phone number? No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to give out phone numbers on on the air. That's irresponsible. Three don't.
0: six nine.
1: No. <laughs> you don't
0: know that you're too young.
1: No, I don't. Every time you make okay. a pop culture reference that I don't understand, you have full permission to to shun me on the air because that's funny content. Um, let's take a look at these standings oh my gosh nascar.com updated it it only took them like 15 hours to do so I, they still weren't updated at 10 this morning so i don't know what they're they're doing over there at nascar.com but i don't know if how hard it is if they
0: would just hire you you would
1: do it yeah i'm sure i would i'm sure i'd be even worse at it than they are um, if you haven't noticed no, humans you like you
0: haven't done before the race and they'd be like you can't do it yet you have to the race finish yeah you
1: have to let it finish it is funny though how we as humans, you know, we always criticize people for doing really tough jobs and then when somebody asks us if we can do that, we always I mean, deflect. It's like, no, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's it, difficult
0: to add points into a thing? I mean, probably yes, not, it's no. it's probably I mean, time consuming and yes, you have to yeah. sure it's accurate. Well, you also,
1: like, I guess they have totally, to wait. I don't know. I guess they have to wait for post-race inspection just to make sure nobody got DQ'd, but still, that, I mean.
0: See, that makes
1: sense. I, that makes like, sense. I
0: feel like you can always alter it and be like. Yeah, oh. you
1: can too, and that that's the thing. And I know, the I don't point. know if it's just because they have a few less drivers. I, I feel like that wouldn't have much of an impact on it. But the truck and Xfinity points are always updated, like two or three hours max after the race, and the cut points just take so long. I don't know why. I really, I don't know. It doesn't seem like too difficult, but I don't know much about it. So, Ross Chastain is the regular season points leader with his fourth place finish. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Ricky Stenhouse, William Byron, and now Tyler Reddick are the drivers locked into the playoffs. Uh, Corey LaJoy right now is the last man in the playoffs by 13 points. Alex Bowman is the first man out of the playoffs by 13 points. So, Alex, if you could just win a race and not bump Corey out on points, that would be so cool. I mean, I'm more I'm more vested in the better interest of Alex Bowman than Corey LaJoy, admittedly, but, you know... Uh, Never, but I guess. I want to make Corey... I want Corey to make the playoffs. That'd be so cool. Um, But Chastain is the regular season points leader by 19 over Kyle Busch. Um, Let's see. We are six races in and Bowman has the most top 10s out of anybody with 5. That makes me so happy. He's also tied for the lead in top 5s with 3, which Redick and Bell are the only other drivers to do so. So if he didn't have his penalty, he would be leading the regular season points by 15 for the second week in a row. Hendrick, why did you mess with the Louvers? Maybe they can get some of the penalty rescinded, their, their, their appeal set for Wednesday morning. So uh, we'll see about that. Um, but Chastain is plus 85. He's looking really good right now. Harvick plus 60. Bell plus 58. Blaney plus 51. Cindric plus 40. That's surprising. Truex plus 39. Keselowski took a pretty good hit. Uh, lost 22 points this week. He is plus 36. Hamlin plus 35. Still sitting solid, I guess. Um, he would be the last seed right now, though, for the playoffs, because he has no playoff points. Um plus 31 is busher plus 18 is suarez and plus 13 is lajoy bowman 13 back mcdowell 14 back ty gibbs holding steady only 21 points out of the playoffs bubba wallace and aj omdinger each 36 points out of the playoffs respectively Uh, eric jones 40 back chase briscoe 43 back todd gillen 44 back austin dillon he was—he got thrown down the stairs yesterday. I do want to credit him. He was running in the top ten and then got wrecked. Uh, but still, uh, minus 46. Gregson 53 back. Larson is 69 back. As is Almarola. Just not very good starts to the season. Well, it, Larson's at speed, but you know, Almarola's just been doo doo water so far. Priest 70 back, Burton 77 or uh, 73 back, Cody Ware and Ty Dillon. They don't matter. They're not gonna be, you know, they're not gonna be in contention for any wins or anything like that. Uh, manufacturer standings: Yes, the Bowtie Brigade is still leading. Let's go Chevy. They are 11 ahead of Toyota. And at 13 ahead of Ford. Ford is two points back at Toyota. But all three manufacturers have won now this season, so that is something to note. Emily, anybody, I forgot to ask you this for results, but anybody um, in the point standings right now that's sticking out to you as really um, uh, doing really well, over overperforming, and anybody really underperforming in the back half of the points that, that you think needs to do a little bit better to start off the season?
0: I mean, you know, Denny's just overperforming so much right now. Oh yeah, he just is, is rocking
1: it. I mean, plus thirty-five um, is not a bad spot to be in. I'd love my driver to be. I'd love both my drivers to be plus thirty-five right now. Not,
0: it's not. You know, it's not too shabby. But I'd love to see. I'd love to see him walk in. Um. So yeah, I don't know. That's my thoughts. Just Denny. That's all. I decided. You know what? I'm, I'm done following other people. If it's gonna be. If I'm believing in it. If it's it's going to be, and it's gotta be Denny It's got to be Denny. I'm going to believe in him now, and it's going to be Denny.
1: So. It, it doesn't have to be tied, but it does have to be Denny. That That's what right. I've learned from all that. Oh, my camera's been on the entire time. Um, Emily, you can uh, probably see it. Oh, I, the, oh. None of the podcasters have – it doesn't really matter. But uh, my ceiling fan is on right now, and the blades look like they're spinning so slowly. I guess the camera on this laptop just isn't, isn't in a high enough resolution to capture the fan. Um, but it's it's like look at the fan like I promise you it's on like full blast right now and and you can see it, it's uh the fan blades are going at like at no speed at all so I mean you know, That's it doesn't really, really strange. it is it doesn't matter to anybody listening to this at all um, but I just wanted to talk about that okay now we get. Into the meat of this podcast, we got three separate drivers to talk about, all of which had something to say. One of them really had something to to use his front bumper up about, and that's the first one of these, Daniel Suarez. Um, Yeah. Look, Suarez, you're a cool guy, kid. You're wait, hang on, you're a cool guy, pal. That's what I meant to say. Um, I called him a kid. He's like 12 years older than me, so that's not odd at all. Um, But Suarez. He's a good driver. He's a solid driver. Got his first win last year uh, with Trackhouse. It seems like he's really coming into his own. Um, Yesterday, he was understandably frustrated when Alex Bowman spun him out. Um, But what he did not know was that Ross Chastain was the one that got into Bowman and then turned him around. And so he was frustrated with both of them after the race. He goes around on the cool-down lap, which is ironically named because Suarez was not doing any cooling down of any sort, rams into the back of Ross Chastain, moves him out of the way, coming to pit road, um, and then slams into Alex Bowman. And I'm glad the, the they were going slow because, but thankfully, Bowman's car didn't veer to the left end of the official on pit road. Um, I, there's going to be a penalty tomorrow. I have no doubt in my mind whether it be a fine or points penalty. I've already said fines don't matter. Fines don't do anything. If you're going to penalize somebody, barely make it a five or ten point penalty. Um, that you know, fines don't matter. These guys are all multimillionaires, and even if they're not, their owners are going to pay the fine. Um, but anyway, um, what what are your thoughts on his actions, Emily? What are your you know? Do you think they were Warranted, or, or, or do you think his frustration was warranted? It is noted as well. He so he wasn't just angry at Bowman. He had a talk with him. It looked like that was fairly cordial. His talk with Ross Chastain, though, his own teammate, uh, there seemed to be a little more animosity there. Chastain was quoted as saying to him, "Don't act all high and mighty." to his own teammate and and he said also that i'm usually angry at daniel and then he backtracked and said i don't mean to say i'm always angry at daniel but i do mean to say we've had a few spats so it seems like there's some animosity in the garage i don't think justin marks would would let it go on if if it was reaching a level that really disrupted the race team but they're not happy with each other i'm going to kind of take bowman out of this equation because it seemed like bowman and suarez are fine now but him and chastain they're teammates, and they're both hey. running up front week in, week out. This is big news if they are really angry at each other a lot.
0: Yeah, to me it sounds like they've got something they need to work out off camera. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, there's something going on. They might need to have a little chat, yeah. a little wrestling match there. <laughs> um, figure some figure some things out let's get our kindergarten problem solving
1: skills out um yeah maybe so. you need to teach them emily i mean you've wrangled some children before right. it seems like they're kind of acting like some um and <laughs> speaking of acting like children what do you think of suarez if, i mean words with chastain obviously were a big part of this what do you think about his actions i mean coming on the pit road at a high speed punting chastain out of the way on the cooldown lap not even during green flag action uh and then moving and then hitting bowman i mean there's got to be some sort of penalty. NASCAR's not going to let that slide. And you said it. You know, if it's in the name of safety, they need to act. And, and I think this is in that area. What do you What do you think about yeah. this?
0: Yeah, I, that's always my opinion, is safety first and do something that's going to make an impact. Yeah. If it's if it's safety related, you've got to you've got to show people you're serious and that you don't put up with this. Yeah,
1: and uh, referring to to what you were saying about like a wrestling match or something like that, Rick Hendrick, when his drivers were having feuds with each other. Now, it hasn't happened in well last year. Larson and Elliott kind of had a thing. Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon kind of had a thing. But when he when his drivers were acting a fools, you know, and they're acting like children, he would have what he called a milk and cookies chat, and it's exactly what it sounds like. He would bring the, two drivers. Milk and yeah, he would bring the two drivers cookies. Yep, he would bring the two drivers out. Exactly. He would literally sit them down he would talk to them like children is what he would do. Kind of playing some mental games with them, but he would set some chocolate chip cookies and some milk down on the table in his office and say, Alright, you're gonna act like kids. I'm gonna treat you like kids. I don't know if that's what Justin Marks needs to do with his drivers, but it sounds like that you know, that's that's what I would do. because um, you got two great drivers and great equipment here and I mean, this isn't, this isn't going to work. So we're going to take another gonna commercial break. You're going to be a break. team. You're going to be a team. Exactly. Teamwork makes the dream work, and you can't have any dream work without any teamwork. Am I right? New poster. Make That's it now. Right. Um going to take another commercial break, and we've got two other guys to talk about. They made a lot of noise yesterday, especially Ryan Priest.
0: KFC, where the chicken is almost as good as McDonald's. KFC.
1: Okay. Back from our commercial break, I can't remember the sequential order of those commercials, but I'm pretty sure that was the Walmart chicken nugget commercial that I just played. I'm not entirely sure on that, so go to that Walmart. One is pure gold. Go to Walmart and get. I like the KFC one a lot just because of how like professional you sound on the end. Like KFC, like at the end of it, that that gets me <laughs> laughing every time. Um, what doesn't get me laughing is one of my favorite drivers, Bubble Wallace, finishing 37th. I know every driver has adversity happen to them, but dang, Bubba has bad luck. And a brake line, an oil line, and a tow link all breaking on him. He goes plowing oh, into Kyle Larson yesterday. He, he what?
0: You're going to get some crap
1: for that. Oh my gosh, what? The, the
0: Bubba haters are going to come out and say, oh, you don't deal with anything more than anyone else.
1: Yeah, I, well, I've actually already, I got a comment on that earlier. was taken down. Um, all right, I took it down because I'm, I'm not going to start a fight or anything. Like nah. that, but I got a comment like that people, already, people and I was like, like oh, they boy. They do.
0: Like, guys,
1: just... Yeah.
0: I'm just going to say that to the fans.
1: Wait, what did you say? Okay. The last part got cut off.
0: Oh, they need to let it go.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's made some mistakes like everybody has. His, I mean, stuff like Vegas last year, I understand why you're mad. Yet I don't know what he was doing there, but... I mean, you know, he's, he's under he's under a microscope for, you know, people can interpret why he's under a microscope for their own reasons, but, um, you know, that's that's the way it is. I mean, he, he's in the sport. He's here to stay. He's a cup winner, so he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, according to him, he should, though, because after he got out of the car, um, he said that, quote, I need to be replaced. Two rookie mistakes in the last two races that I should not be making six years into my Cup Series career i should be replaced now we know we saw it last year especially Bubba wallace is hard on himself he's his harshest critic um even the the mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. hatery of the haters out in wherever they are you know all the keyboard warriors as mike joy would say um aren't as hard on Bubba wallace as he is on himself at least for his racing uh racing abilities um and i gonna get real for a second Bubba Wallace has publicly come out and said that he's dealt with bouts of depression before which mm-hmm. um you know I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a licensed doctor psych- psychiatrist physician I'm not any of those nor have I had any experiences close to Bubba um in in regards to, to depression or, or anything like the stress he's under as a professional athlete especially one that's gone through what he's gone through especially you know in the summer of 2020 um but he does need – and Kenny Wallace said that if you haven't – you, you need to look up Kenny Wallace's channel on YouTube, anybody, not just you, Emily, uh, but anybody. He's a retired driver. Didn't have a ton of su- success in NASCAR, but he knows the industry. Um, and and he was talking about this today. He had a really good take on it. He says, Bubba, he doesn't need a racing coach. He's fine there. Um, not perfect, obviously, but, you know, he needs – almost a life coach you need somebody to tell him that it's okay to not be so tough on yourself so down on yourself because there's a difference between not being brash and being self-detrimental to um yourself and your confidence because i mean i've, I've done that before you know basketball wise video i mean i've done that to myself where i've degraded myself beat myself into the ground and now i'm like oh crap i have no confidence anymore i can't do that anymore and I, i'm better about that now um but it, it's it's a it's a real thing. I mean, racing is mental. Racing is a sport that I think places a mental strain on you more than probably any other sport in the world, um, just because it's 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 endurance, it's it's physical, it's all that rolled into one. And and especially in NASCAR, where you are sitting in a hot car, um, muscling these 3500 you know hunks of metal with an engine, and I'm around for four hours. It it's it's a real thing. But um, what what are your thoughts on this whole deal? I mean, you know. What, what do you think about the situation and do you think, Bubba, uh, what do you think he needs to do going forward?
0: Yeah, so I think you know he's got to give himself some grace and realize that like, just because there's some quote-unquote rookie mistakes, I mean, that doesn't make you a rookie. He is still a great driver. Yeah. He deserves to be in the position he's in. Like you said, he's a cup race winner. Mm-hmm. Um, he just made mistakes, and you gotta find that point where you can move on from that. Because if you keep bringing yourself down in it, you're not going to be a winner.
1: Yeah, that's a great explanation. You're I mean, gonna
0: psych yourself out.
1: Yeah, I mean, you exa- you're you're spot on. Psych
0: yourself out to continue to make mistakes with that attitude.
1: Yeah, the only way you're right. gonna stop making mistakes is if you stop thinking about making mistakes. Is yep. if you're just you thinking start about it constantly.
0: In yeah,
1: uh, no self. I mean, again, again, there's there's a difference. I'm not gonna say there's exactly a fine line because they're they're really two extremes. There's a difference between being brash and boastful, and just being so self-degrading that you you're your own worst enemy. You know, th- there's there's a huge difference there, and that's I think that's his biggest deal. Um, but I, you know, again, I'm not a doctor or anything. I'm not, it, uh, you know. Involved in Bubba's personal life, but mentally, I'm not sure he's in the best spot. At least on the racetrack, and I do think um, seeking some help for that would be great. Because I mean, I you know I, I care about him, the racer. I'm a fan of his on the racetrack, but. You know, for every driver. This goes for every driver out there. You know, I care about their personal lives. You know, these aren't just robots programmed to go drive race cars for a living. Um, and we've seen that with injuries. We've seen that, you know, with Chase Elliott. We saw that last year with, with Kurt Busch and Bowman being out with concussions. Kyle Busch in 2015 when he broke his leg. You know, these aren't, um, you know, robots Not programmed. Not get
0: in that same car yeah. and do the same things. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. They're it, uh, they're humans, people too. People
0: make assumptions that that's what it's like, but it is... Yeah. Absolutely not.
1: Yeah. And there's a deeply human aspect to racing, too. I think that comes, you know, we've all heard the expression, you know, of course, racing is a dangerous sport. You know, that's why they're in it for the thrill. But, you know, the thing is, they're all thrill seekers, sure, but, you know, that danger is is scary. And, and, you know, whether it be a mental thing like Bubba's going through, whether it be the fear of of death or or injury, I mean, especially in the early days of the sport, sport where there were fatalities in these races, just constantly. Um, you know, that, that mental aspect was a huge part of it, and I'm sure there were guys that, that definitely psyched themselves out. Um, so yeah, that's our thoughts on Bubba. Let's move on to Ryan Priest. Uh, my computer just did a really weird thing where it completely just X'd out all my tabs. I promise you I'm not making this stuff as a scapegoat for my inability, inability to use technology. Um, let me sign back in here, but Emily, Ryan Priest yesterday tweeted out and said in a post-race interview that Everybody is a bunch of hacks. Um, you know, of course, you as a Denny fan, me as a Bowman fan, uh, we've, we've seen some drivers use that language before, and now it's Bowman even put it on a T-shirt after he uh, won Martinsville in the fall of 2021. But um, he was referring to guys, like, driving through each other. Um, oh, goodness, Emily lost me on the Google Meet. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Uh, um. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Let's see here. But anyway, Ryan Priest um, said guys were a bunch of hacks. Um, um. and and said you know that that's what he said. So. computer Anyway. Jump right jump right back in that with Emily. she can get back in but ryan priest is not very happy with the field yesterday i apologize for this little uh little lapse here there we go i don't know what my computer did emily i apologize about that it just x'd out all my tabs i have no clue what happened um but it just it it, it didn't I, I think our podcast was too awesome for the computer to handle Um,
0: That's right. To be
1: quite honest. Um, Anyway, I just talked to nobody for one and a half minutes there, so I just made myself really look a fool. But um, Ryan Priest, after this race yesterday, I kept the camera on the whole time too, so I don't know if I'll edit this out or not, but some good blooper reel Uh, for you. But Ryan Priest yesterday, after the race, said on Twitter and in his post-race interview that, quote, everybody is just a bunch of hacks. He was not happy with the way he was raced. Of course, he was involved in a wreck, or uh, the just the way the racing kind of devolved into slight chaos there at the end of that thing, uh, with all the restarts and everything. Um, uh, what what are your opinion on his comments? I don't think everybody's a bunch of hacks, but I think there is, and we'll we'll talk about this in a second. That there's you know a lack of respect in, in the Cuthers' garage. Yeah, so I think
0: you know overall he was probably just frustrated in the moment, mm-hmm. and um, you know. Yeah, it didn't go his way, and it didn't go a lot of guys' ways. Yep. Um, but there's no reason to act like that about it. Just <laughs> just move on. If you saying that is not going to change the outcome of the race. That's true. Um, so, yeah, I think there was a way to address that differently and to express his feelings without bringing others down.
1: Yeah, I do too. So. That was a very kindergarten teacher way – to explain that Emily I feel like I mean that, that's like a TED talk on kindness and stuff there you go I, I think he go. was frustrated I think he has a slight point because I think these guys do drive a little crazy certainly well sure um,
0: that's his but
1: spirit. I mean he's guilty of it too I mean I, I promise yeah. you he's guilty of it too um he's been very vocal about mistakes the guys make uh did it after he lost the truck series race last year at Charlotte after getting wrecked um but yeah, we're gonna take. Uh, it'll probably be our last commercial break. Come back and talk a little more about the uh, the possible lack of respect. Oh my goodness, in the NASCAR garage.
0: Wendy's, we have chicken nuggets too. Wendy's. Samuel, I gotta get
1: off in like mm, ten minutes. Yeah, I'm keeping track of the time for you.
0: Okay.
1: I know okay. it's batch I know it's bachelor night. I, it's I,
0: bachelor night, and I gotta get to my friend's house
1: for it. Gotta go, go, go. All right. So we're gonna get yeah. through this uh, kind of quickly, but. Um, okay we have a live audience for like the next 20 seconds is it
0: is it Mage it is not Mage no
1: Mage was in a video he followed me in here when I was recording my video for this afternoon and and just like he didn't block out my face the whole time but he did just kind of sit there which was it was funny and and odd it's not what he usually does Um, but yeah Ryan Ryan Priest obviously are you getting new
0: sheets on your bed
1: I am getting new sheets oh wait yeah my camera's on you can see all that can't you (laughs) (laughs) There's no video for this, so you're not getting recorded (laughs) putting putting sheets on a bed. Although it seems like a riveting topic for a for a podcast, so if you want to come co-host a podcast about putting sheets on a bed, you absolutely can. That
0: would be all up your mother's alley.
1: That it really would. Um, Ryan, we we just touched on it though. Ryan Priest yesterday, um, he was not very happy with his competitors. He called everybody a bunch of hacks. but this kind of segues into our next topic. Uh, is there a lack of respect? A lot of people have called this out, not just him. Kyle Bush last weekend at where were you last week? Atlanta. Uh, a lot of people have called it out, not just this year, but last year, um, about the lack of respect in the garage. What, what do you? Is there a lack of respect in the garage? Do you think? I mean, I think there certainly is. A, there, there are times when. These guys have no regard—not no regard for human life, but no regard for their fellow competitors' results or anything like that. The well-being of their car. Um, we did see guys yesterday race with a lot of respect during green flag racing, but uh, how much, how, how much of, our, or how much of a lack of respect do you think there is?
0: Yeah, so I think one, it depends on the guy, um, and obviously, you know, their attitude and whatnot, but. I think it comes down to like a general sports situation. So here's how I see it. I think that while there is a lack of respect that these guys come together when they need to, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've seen this in various sports over the years yeah. and football and basketball and whatever, you know, these people can be competitive and maybe point out others' flaws and whatnot, but at the end of the day, I think they do genuinely respect each other and are too, there for yeah. each other. So I think, um, you know, while day-to-day it may not show, I don't think it's as messed up as maybe it comes off at times.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think there's just a ton of animosity between every driver in the garage. I just don't think that's true. But I, I do think during races there can be a lack of respect. Uh, but we, we've we seen it the last two weeks, the way the way guys have raced each other. You had Logano and Kozlowski last weekend at Atlanta. They raced really clean. Byron and Reddick and Kyle Busch and Alex Bowman, they all raced pretty clean yesterday at the finish. Everybody from 10th on back was dive-bombing everywhere into turn one, but everybody else did. So I, I agree. I think these guys can come together. I think just on the racetrack, there are, there are no friends. Um, Going to go into our last few topics here so we can let Emily go watch the Bachelor um because that's incredibly important.
0: Important things. I'll
1: let you know next podcast. Yeah, let me let me know. Let me know who wins. Winner is. Yeah, let me know. Are they crowning a winner tonight? the grand finale oh boy the grand I okay guess. yeah I really do need to let you I can't let you miss that that'd be like making me miss Phoenix oh no I'll just disappear
0: you'll never notice I'll disappear I'll disappear before I miss it <laughs>
1: um,
0: you'll just be like wait I'm talking to nobody
1: yeah the the road ringers I do want to mention this this will be our last thing before our final thoughts the road ringers yesterday came in and to be honest didn't do a whole lot uh Jensen Button it was the best finishing of them in 18th um and I have it on our itinerary here um thankfully he he didn't i guess officially have it wasn't medically diagnosed but he did say he was feeling like he had heat exhaustion that he almost had to get out um of the race car the common thing though that i heard was that this racing was very close quarters this racing was a lot more contacts than what they're used to in formula one and sports cars obviously jordan taylor said that if you tried that in IMSA, if you tried that in sports cars you would be getting tossed out by the sanctioning body they would not you know deal with this and i think the type of track coda is you know plays into this um what, what did you think about how these guys perform they didn't really you know get up close to the pack and what do you think about their comments regarding how nascar is different from f1 and sports cars and and all that
0: yeah i mean i'm sure it feels to, so totally different to them um so you know and i don't know a lot about formula one yeah me
1: so I neither have
0: <laughs> perspective um But, you know, I was kind of hoping to see more. You know, it's kind of like the root for the underdog uh, mentality. Um, Like, it would have been kind of cool if one of them had come and, like, won the race. Like, that would have been kind of legit. Like, for them, for for everybody. Like, it would have been, like, really interesting and kind of created a new challenge for everybody. Um, But, unfortunately, it didn't quite play out how it could have or, I don't know. You just, you never know what to expect with something like that.
1: Yeah, I thought they did fine. I mean, Jordan Taylor qualified fourth. Clint Boyer even picked him to win on the broadcast, which I didn't think was a very smart thing to do since, you know, this was first cup start ever. Um, I thought yeah, they did. Yeah, okay. I not know that
0: I would have picked anyone to win, though it would have been. Exactly,
1: yeah. Um, but Jensen Button is going to be racing two more races. He's going to be there in Chicago for the street race, 4th of July weekend, and he's racing the finale at Phoenix, so he will be racing an um, oval. Connor Daly also uh, over from IndyCar, but, you know, his equipment is uh, trash. So um, Final thoughts here, Coda is wrapped up. Coda wrapped up this weekend for NASCAR. The trucks are going to Texas because they like to be different for whatever reason. Xfinity and Cup going to Richmond. Um, you know, the... Uh, uh, Well, gosh, I can't talk. Me and Emily, I'll be covered all week on on the YouTube page, obviously, with Richmond coverage all week. And uh, on the podcast, we'll have our midweek podcast and our um, preview podcast. So, um, what are your final thoughts, Emily, regarding uh, this weekend's race at CODA and then going into Richmond uh, this coming week?
0: Yeah, this race gives me some hope for some excitement and future road races, and that, like, you know, maybe I'll be able to handle them. So.
1: (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. This this was the enrichment uh, also, by the way, is the second race for that new uh, Short track Aero package. So we'll see if it puts on, if I hope it puts on a better show than Phoenix did. Um, thanks for coming on the show again, Emily. Um, hopefully we'll get yes. you out in time to, to not miss a second of uh, the enthralling, exhilarating action of the Bachelor. Um, which I will definitely be tuning into for all five hours of coverage or however I, long it is. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, a solid two, a solid two. Yeah. We will
1: see you again Yep, yep. probably Wednesday night uh, when we might have – I don't know how soon they'll announce it, but we might have some news on those Hendrick Motorsports penalties and all that, and I'm working on it. I still haven't gotten you an outro or anything that you can say at the end of podcasts. That's um, okay. But, but I'm working on it, I promise.
0: Follow and do all the things. Yeah, rate, like follow, comment,
1: leave us – yeah, it's on YouTube yeah. It's on YouTube, it's on all your major podcast platforms So that's really all you need to know Tell
0: your people
1: about it Exactly, yeah, tell all your Bachelor friends about it I'm sure they'll, I mean, you know The Bachelor and NASCAR go hand in hand So tell all the friends at the the Bachelor watch party all about this They'll jump right on it, you know Um, but thank you for coming on yeah thank you everybody for watching on youtube or listening um i also am live streaming all these every time i record these now on youtube just you know for fun um so thank you for coming on emily we will see all of you or listen or you will listen to us again on wednesday night for the podcast youtube channel the spotter stand stuff going on all weekend with or all week with videos there so you'll see you all next time, Emily, if you want to lead us out with, I guess, just a goodbye since I don't have a script for anything for you to say.
0: Goodbye and see you next time.
1: Goodbye, everybody.